0: shit 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 show it's a fucking shit show. shit show Saturday
1: we have <laughs> shit show nurse Haley I'm glad you're here how long have you been Thank part you. of the community I feel like it's been a while but you know what I always say it's been a while yeah. and then it's like two months <laughs> yeah no for for me I
0: I joined the community in January of this year but I had started listening to you
1: like May the the previous year yeah so
0: so yeah and what
1: was it that made you finally pull the trigger?
0: to to join um, um to jam the join oh look you have your sweatshirt on <laughs> oh, yeah i do i have the, the crumbs what is it mere, mere crumbs not accepted sweatshirt. <laughs> to
1: damn the joint i think i honestly for me it was you
0: know it was january and i was kind of it was almost like a new year's resolution type of thing like oh like i really want to start exploring this more because i was learning so much from listening to your podcast and um you know, I realized that I, I kind of wanted to to talk to these people too, and, and kind of do things firsthand and have the have the support right there. So, yeah, super super glad I did it. But yeah, I think it was just more of just like a
1: okay, let's use the the start of the year to trigger me into actually doing it. So, what song do you want played when you walk into a room? So, um, I grew
0: up riding horses, and my like. Spirit animal horse. His name was Harley, and there was a song by Thirty Eight Special called "Haley's Got a Harley." Obviously, it's,
1: got a, Harley. <laughs> it's
0: a horse, but um, but yeah, I just I think it's a it's a fun song, and um, and it's it's got a little like message about kind of like freedom and independence
1: and that sort of thing too. So yeah, love fun it. Song. Not your average song there. <laughs> um okay carbohydrate
0: probably pizza i i make really good
1: pizza dough so um from, from scratch so yeah really pizza. yeah yeah and then are, do you just cook it in the oven yeah yep i usually i'll i'll
0: you know make the dough roll it out i'll usually pre-bake it and then add
1: the toppings and yeah i like the thin thin crust so yeah how fine. long did it take you to perfect your pizza dough recipe Oh,
0: uh, i I started i guess in the last couple of years um and yeah just kind of kept going with it and i haven't really made any changes to it just you know figuring i feel like figuring out like the good oven temperature and like this is the key key to it yeah yeah um
1: okay cheese i love cheese
0: (laughs) i really like this um manchego it's like a i think it's like a spanish uh, which isn't usually my typical because i really like soft cheeses but i do I love the Manchego. I could just eat that. constantly. And condiment. <laughs> so I love your um theory <laughs> on avoidant versus anxious because I'm I'm definitely avoidant because I really I I could care less about condiments. Condiments. You know, I yeah, yeah. Okay, gut to the find, head though. You gotta
1: pick one.
0: Yeah. So if, if I had to pick one, probably it's like Thousand Island dressing. I like it on like sandwiches or yeah, so
1: probably that. You all should see just the look of disgust on her face right now as she discusses <laughs> condiments. I was
0: <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, as soon as you started talking about that theory, I was like,
1: yup. <laughs> yeah. Haley actually said that before we did this, she was like, I I refuse to say a condiment. And I said, well, then I refuse to have you on the show. <laughs> I was like, sorry, you can't yeah, come on. <laughs> um, okay. So. How did you find out you were an adult child? So,
0: um, my dad was an alcoholic. That's kind of the, you know, story of of the alcoholism in my family. Um, so actually, shortly before I started listening to your podcast, my, um, he's my fiance at the time, husband now, we were on a vacation. We were uh, in the Caribbean we were coming back. We were flying into Newark airport And my aunt was my father's um, sister Is a flight attendant. And she just happened to be in Newark airport about to get on the plane, flying back um, on the same plane as us, not as a flight attendant, but she was down there for like a flight attendant training and she was drunk out of her mind, Mm. like stumbling around, like could barely get on the plane. Um, She didn't recognize us at first too, which is like, I think understandable like because sometimes like if you see someone in a place that you're not expecting to see them it like takes a second but um but yeah it was it was just really really bad um and so that just kind of triggered me into like oh maybe I need to like explore this a little bit more because it, it affected me a lot more than I thought it would I guess um and I had actually heard about the term adult child um uh, not too long before on, on another podcast um it was actually an interview with hank azaria he voices a lot of people on the simpsons <laughs> okay. um and he's he's actually he's an adult child and he's oh. really active in um in meetings and stuff and so i i heard about it from them and then i kind of um was like maybe i should check that out um and i actually talked to my therapist who recommended i was a little bit lenient about like going to an actual meeting and she was like why don't you just search and see if there's like a podcast or something and search really there you are yeah yeah that's so cool yeah hopefully you told her about it yes yes i did yeah and she's she actually has um she asked me again about it um because she wanted to recommend it to one of her her clients to to start listening to also because kind of similar to me like didn't really want to get into a meeting but wanted to learn
1: more about it so yeah yeah that always makes me feel good when I like hear that they're that therapist recommended that always makes me feel good yeah yeah um so would you say that you've had an adult child bottom yeah I've I've thought about that
0: um I think the first when I joined and started listening I really didn't think that I had um but looking back I I had this relationship in college it was very like on and off again, it was kind of the type of thing where, well, I pretty much from day one as like a teenager, I just, I just assumed that like boys didn't like me, that I was like uh, you know uh, was not deserving of boys to like me. I was just didn't didn't think that that was ever going to happen for me. And so when this guy in college started like showing interest with in me, I kind of thought it was fake and not real. And so it was kind of one of those things where. He was liking me and then i realized oh i like him back and it was very much like an on and off again thing and just it ended up just being like this really kind of toxic relationship where um he would kind of draw me in and then push me away and it was just um and it just like destroyed me because we weren't even like officially in a relationship or anything it was just very just kind of on and off again and and yeah and whatever just he would not give me the attention it, like i remember i was on the floor of one of my roommate's bedrooms just crying and she's handing me like paper towels like because i'm just crying so hard and and it, and honestly it was like that for a good like five years where we were just like be semi together talking and then he would just ghost me and then he'd crawl back in and yeah so so yeah i i think that was kind of my bottom for,
1: for sure so look, looking back looking back at that experience um are you able to see now that like because if he was continuously like if it was this pattern of him like ghosting you like I would imagine that after a few times of that happening that you would experience like cptsd symptoms like when he would start to disappear again like looking yeah. down on that can you see that you would like go into like the hypervigilance and emotional flashbacks and stuff like that for sure yeah for sure um yeah, and it's it's honestly, it's been interesting to reflect
0: back on after I've, you know, learned so much as with being part of this community. Because, um, yeah, I realized, because I don't know, I just at the time, I just thought like, oh, this is just like a yeah. shitty relationship I'm going through. But in reality, it was like, I was so afraid, I think, of it being like abandoned by him, because that's kind of what
1: happened, you know, my childhood. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting to kind of, connect the two so do you know what his deal was like what was going on
2: he um
0: he well he had so he had some substance issues himself too for sure um so there was that and he was very like career driven too so I think that like he was like a journalist and and so I I think that he would just kind of get involved with that and then just not you know recognize how he was Creating other people I, I don't think that he was a bad person and by any means and i i don't really keep in touch with him but um we've we've reconnected maybe like twice like, in the past five years or so and, and he's doing like a lot better like he's much more stable and he has what seems like a healthy relationship now too and so and so i'm really happy for that and you know it we were younger and and we just kind of had to figure our own stuff out I guess but how
1: did it like finally end end I think honestly it it truly ended
0: because he moved like across the country um so that was just because we always lived within like two to three hours of each other and then once he moved across the country it was like that was gonna not happen and then and then I met my fiance shortly after and yeah, you know, the the rest is the rest is history so,
1: <laughs> yeah so when you think about that relationship and the ways in which you felt um are you able to connect that to specific ways that you felt as a child
0: I am now yeah I am now because I think I think the biggest thing is that I always felt with this guy that I I felt like I kind of wanted to like save him and make sure that he was okay. Um, and that was a huge part of my childhood because I felt like with my dad, the alcoholic, like, you know, I, I a lot of it was me making sure that he was okay, that he was safe. Um, and then when he died, cause he died because he was a drunk driver. And so mm-hmm. when he did that, I felt like I totally failed, you know, that I failed him because he was dead. I couldn't keep him safe, you know? so so yeah I I think I had that connection
1: the the most I would say um yeah So let's get into your childhood so when yeah (laughs) yeah, baby um (laughs) so when did you become aware of your dad's alcoholism
0: that's a really good question I was trying to think back on that um like I always feel like I don't have the, the best memory. My little sister always makes fun of me because she says that I don't remember things very well. Um, but like I truly, I truly don't remember not knowing. Like I'm sure that I didn't know when I was like, you know, a very small child. But I think it was just one of those unspoken things that we just kind of knew about. Like it was, it was like if we went over to friend's house and, you know, other, maybe like some other family members, it was like, Oh yeah it's not it's not the same way it is at
1: home that's interesting you know so i guess yeah kind of kind of always you know it, as far as i can remember so you have a you have at least one sister do you have more siblings yeah i'm
0: i'm the middle child so i have two sisters so um little sister's five years
1: younger than me and my older sister's two years older than me okay and so what was like, do you have a memory, do you have, like, an early memory of, like, a specific incident as it relates to your dad's drinking?
0: Not, not a super specific memory, I would say. I just, um, I remember being, because when, when he drank, which was really constantly, he would, he would get very, like, goofy and silly, and I never felt afraid of him ever. It was one the rare times he was sober and it was like, oh, like what's wrong with dad? You know, he's, he, he's not himself. This is weird, you know? Um, so that was definitely a thing. And then just remembering so many arguments with my parents and my, <laughs> my dad's name was, was Ted. And so I just remember my mom saying, she would always be like, have another drink, Ted. Like that was her, mm-hmm. that was her way of just like, kind of, ending the argument he was very like passive he would never argue back like she would just be screaming at him and we would just kind of hear that from
1: our our bedrooms and um yeah so would she involve you or like would she talk about her hit your dad's drinking with you not not
0: when we were younger once um so my parents got divorced when i was 14 and so
1: how did you feel about that
0: like two years leading up to that it, it, you know we started to kind of talk about it more like you know we're we're going to get out of here like i want you guys to be safe like that type of thing um and i felt i don't know like my my sisters were both super involved and like oh like let's go pick out a new house like this is exciting da da. and i was just like no what are we doing like we're abandoning dad he needs us he's sick you know that was like the way i was thinking about it so i was very against it at the time like now looking back of course i'm like no that was absolutely the right thing to do and i and i feel really bad that i was kind of a little a little shit about it but um you know it's i was also a teenage girl but, absolutely you know <laughs> so yeah i was um and so after the divorce so we we were officially moved out of the house in like june of 2007 and then my dad died in august 2008 so oh, wow. in between that about a year i only really saw him like maybe twice because he just spiraled just so bad like after we left it, it was just like he was not taking care of himself at all so
1: um yeah Had it escalated like because you made the comment that, like you know he was jovial fine like did you see an es- like was there a change in his behavior like by the time that your mom was getting a divorce like had you seen a progression i
0: mean to me i didn't really see a change No, i mean it, it had just always kind of been a thing and i and i think i think the biggest thing honestly is that it was getting to the point where my i felt like my mom was could no longer ignore it and kind of put on a happy face for the rest of like public because that was a huge thing with my mom she would
2: you know she was like
0: member of the the parent teacher association you know she would put on like elaborate birthday parties for us and just very much wanted like the oversight of like we're a wonderful perfect family and i think it was getting a lot harder because like my dad would be at school functions drunk you know there were a few times where um you know he had driven us places And actually my older sister reminded me of this that her friend's dad like refused to let our dad drive us home because he was like no you're drunk like you're not doing that and so I think it was just I I didn't see a change in the alcoholism per se I think it was just you know like and again being a nurse now I realized too that like when you are an alcoholic for the majority of your life it, it takes a toll on your body so I'm sure that there were like maybe more subtle changes that maybe my mom was seeing and I just wasn't um but yeah and then. Like, when he died, like, when they did the autopsy, they pretty much were, like, his liver is completely, wow. complete he cirrhosis. And he was young. Yeah, he was 57, so, wow. yeah, yeah. So, he wasn't, he
1: wasn't gonna live horribly long anyway, so, yeah. Wow. Did he injure anybody else in the accident? No, no, and thank God, like, yeah, because
0: that, that's another thing that I, like, If if he had hurt or killed somebody else, like, that would have just been... I mean, obviously it was terrible but like it just I don't know I just feel like it would have been so much worse if, if he had it was just yeah just his own car he basically just went off the road and flipped over and he wasn't wearing a seat belt so he was just
1: basically shot out of the car yeah you remember finding out
0: yes I remember finding out <laughs> um so we were camping actually when we had always gone um on this camping trip with good family friends of ours it was actually my older sister's boyfriend at the time um his family and so we were literally like coming back from camping it was and it was maybe like an hour hour and a half away from our house so it wasn't anything crazy far away but yeah we um she had her own car at the time and was driving back because like i brought a friend and my older or my little sister brought a friend so she was driving like us and her friends back and i just remember pulling into the driveway and um my mom just like running out and being like we got we got to go to the hospital like um your dad's been in an accident and throw up to the hospital I just remember my mom was just like throwing up in the hospital parking lot because she just found out
1: yeah was he dead by then
0: oh yeah 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 Mm. I think he I think he was alive initially but I think by the time he reached the hospital he was dead yeah
1: how did you handle that compared to how your sisters did
0: yeah, so um it's actually interesting because that whole day was actually part of what made me want to be a nurse because um I was gonna my, ask you that. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny too, because I a month before that two thousand eight was a bad summer, a month before that I had actually been in a horseback riding accident where I landed on my face. Like I fell off the horse and literally landed on my face. I have scars mm-hmm. on my face and my neck and my helmet cracked in half.
2: And they Mm. thought I had
0: like a significant spinal cord injury. And I didn't luckily but um, the nurses just kind of (laughs) sucked at that time. And then with my dad, I don't think it was a nurse looking back it was probably like a social worker or something. But I was very like, stoic, I was just kind of like taking it all in honestly, like I just remember thinking like, okay so we're gonna have to go through and we'll we'll have to set up like a funeral home like we're gonna have to notify people you know I I was just like thinking 15 15? 15 year old mind yeah Yeah. whereas my mom is my mom is crying my you know um my sisters are crying um and this social worker lady just comes up to me and she's just like you know like it's it's okay it's okay to cry and I just remember being like yeah and it's also okay to not like everyone grieves differently so i don't know i just like if i find those two experiences i was just like okay i can be a nurse a little bit differently than these people and like maybe support people that don't you know grieve or react in a a typical way and
1: just respect how people do that So yeah Yeah. and did it i mean did the emotions come up for you later (laughs) A long, long time later. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't
0: cry. I cried at the very, very end of the funeral. Just, I think more just because I was exhausted. Like it was more because of that. It wasn't even because of grief necessarily. It was just kind of like a, oh, like I'm so, I'm so tired. Um, yeah, and it's, it's um, I feel like it's just constantly, you know, I don't, I don't have like any like huge profound like oh my god, I. And yeah. this huge grieving process, I I really I really don't think I have yet, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly why it's helpful too to just kind of be in this community and just be able to like share openly. And
1: what was your understanding of or of how your childhood impacted you? Like, did you think that it had impacted you? Had you been in therapy prior to that? Um. I briefly did a little bit of therapy
0: actually to kind of get myself through um the incident with like the, the college guy that I was kind of in a relationship with just to kind of try to like transition myself out of that. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the only time I was ever in therapy and that was only for like a couple of months. It was really just like a intermittent thing. Um but yeah, no, never did therapy as a kid, never did therapy, you know, after after the death or anything. Um I think, I think I just kind of was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the kid with the dead dad type of thing. It was just like, you know, I went to kind of a smallish high school and, and it happened during the summer. So when I came back to school, it was like the type of thing where you'd walk yeah. up to a group of people yeah. and people just like yeah. stop talking type of thing, you know. So, um, yeah, and it's just, I, I guess I, I just felt like I was, we were just a little bit different, you know, because again, like you, if you would go to, people's houses, and there would just be like a, you know, family that all ate together and, and you know, did things together. And then there was our family, which tried to kind of put that out on the surface, but in reality, it wasn't, it wasn't really happening. Um So, yeah, I don't know, it's, um honestly, I, I feel like I, I felt like I had a good childhood overall, you know, I do, I do think that, um, because again, my dad was not a mean drunk, he never hurt us like he overall, I felt like he was a good father, you know, minus the being drunk all the time. And he probably shouldn't have been driving us around. But um, and then my, my mother really was, I think, trying her absolute best. and, And she did a lot of things for us. But it's been interesting because so much more has come up with my relationship with my mom than with my dad since i've been kind of exploring this um i think part of it is just because he's dead and she's alive and you know it's our relationship is current right now so uh but that's been really interesting for me just to kind of open that up a little bit um but yeah it, it was I, I think you've mentioned it before that it's like you I feel like I had a good childhood and then just kind of looking into this, it's like, Oh no, actually it was, it was pretty dysfunctional. You know, <laughs> it was, it was pretty dysfunctional.
1: Well, then I want you to speak more on like what, what happened or what, what was brought up for you? Like as far as this interaction, like with your aunt that really made you want to explore it more.
0: I think just, um, I don't know it, it was like i just remember like coming home from the airport and just being like i can't believe that that just happened you know i i cannot believe that that just happened and um and i just recognizing like this is not normal this is like this is not okay this is not normal and i just i just kind of made the realization that like i i don't want to like i don't want to pretend that this wasn't a part of my life and it this mm-hmm. didn't happen. And there is just like a lot of history of alcoholism in my family overall. Um
2: both sides
0: or just dad's side? Alcoholism really just dad's side. Um but my mom's family history is interesting for sure as far as, as dysfunction goes. But um yeah and I just I don't know. I I just I just realized it wasn't this wasn't normal and i wanted to stop acting like my life was normal and i just wanted to explore it more because it, like i think i also just realized i want to be able to know myself better and be the best person i can be because at the time i was getting ready to enter a marriage which i never in my life thought i would ever do and i don't want kids right now but i also said forever and ever that i didn't want to get married so i was just kind of like if if that does end up happening, I just want to be able to understand this and not pass this shit on. I'm gonna avoid it, you know. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, just just seeing my aunt like that, I just was kind of like, this is a huge, this is a family thing, and I got, mm-hmm. I gotta figure this out. Did your mom ever go to alan on or anything? Not that I know of. And I don't, I don't think so. I, there's a huge, huge part of me that wants to like, tell her about adult child because yeah, she, she didn't have alcoholism in her family, but her, her father was a horrible human. Like he was horrible to them. And he actually died two weeks before her wedding to my father. Also in a car crash (laughs) and um, yeah. So she just, she has a lot of stuff going on and she really has never been to therapy either. Um, there's just there's a huge part of me that wants me to tell her about this so that she can get help but I also know that she would she's not at the point yet to to hear that And in her mind she would just take offense to it and kind of be like oh, our family's fine our family's great you
1: know so yeah what about your dad did he ever seek treatment
0: he um I don't think that he ever went to like rehab or anything like that. There were a few times where he was going to A meetings, I think because he had to, because he was getting DWIs. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I don't I don't remember like a specific like, oh dad's in rehab or oh like dad's at a meeting again type of thing, you know? So yeah, I don't I don't remember that. My aunt has been in and out of of rehab and AA and and all that. yeah, and a- actually, after after I saw her at the airport, that did trigger her to kind of rejoin AA, and she came and said, "Like I'm, you know, I'm so embarrassed that you saw me like that, type of thing, and you know, I'm going to try to get help." And so she was um, doing that for a while, but she's unfortunately back to, you know, back to the ways. You know? Which, yeah, you're ready. Yeah. She was, and she um, she arrived. Late, um, because there was apparently like a garage sale that was like taking up the entire town, like south of where my wedding was, and so the traffic was terrible. And apparently, she was jumping out of the car and screaming at people saying, I need to get to my niece's wedding, and so yeah, yeah, so she was apparently very ashamed that she was late and like wouldn't get out of the car. And um, but but that she came in, and it was it was fine, it wasn't like there was any seen or anything but (laughs) it could could have been a lot worse so
1: So then (laughs) upon like like finding the podcast and like the laundry list like what have you now been able to see as far as like how you've been impacted by your upbringing
0: yeah um well the laundry list I actually like when I first read it I only circled I'm just bringing out my book I circled five things and then I'm actually in a um a little step group um, as well, yeah, so we're going really slow, so we're just really just ending step one, but we just got to the point where we we're like looking at laundry list together, and I was like, oh, actually, I'm almost all of these I can hundred percent relate to so um yeah, I think the the isolation number one is a, is a huge one for me, and then the overdevelopment sense of responsibility is is huge too like and I like literally I I entered my career for that like looking after others and you know recognizing that you know I I need to take care of other people before I take care of myself um and then stuffing feelings too like that's just that's a hundred percent what I did you know <laughs> and I'm trying really hard to to not do
1: it and I, I think I've made i I've, I've made headway but You know, I can keep working on it. So
2: yeah, it's a lifetime journey. The truth of the matter, my dear shit shows, is that there is a huge overlap in those of us who grew up in a dysfunctional family and those of us who are suffering from ADHD. I myself got diagnosed with ADHD about a year ago and getting this diagnosis and treating this diagnosis has made such a difference in my productivity and getting shit done. Now let me tell you about Dunn. Dunn is an online ADHD care platform where you can get all the resources you need to help manage your ADHD. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co as low as $0. Visit get.donefirst.com slash podcast to learn more. Again, that is get.donefirst.com slash podcast. Done, turn ADHD into your strength. What about
1: um, like stuff with your sisters?
2: Yeah, that's um,
0: kind of interesting too. I I told both of them about your podcast and my older sister um, listened a little bit and then she actually started for a a while going to in-person adult child Mm -hmm. meetings um i don't think she's doing it anymore because she moved across the country and she just kind of made a big transition but um with her it's been interesting so she i would say out of the three of us my my older sister i don't want to say that she like reacted the worst necessarily but um she you know she had issues with eating disorders growing up um she had a few um, like suicide attempts. She was technically diagnosed with bipolar, but then they ended up re-diagnosing it. So she's, she's just had a little bit more.
1: Was she parenti- was she the- per- parentified more because she was the oldest? I always thought I was more, okay. but I spoke with her over
0: Thanksgiving. This basically um, for Thanksgiving, my mom decided to invite my husband's whole family over my little sister's fiance's whole family over. And then my older sister was just kind of on her own. And so I think she was a little uncomfortable. So you know, she drank a little bit like I didn't, I didn't think she was like, out of line or anything. But I guess my mom told her the next day, you reminded me just of your father. and Yeah, so horrible. I feel so bad that that happened. And so my my sister came over to my house before she went back Uh, home she lives in Maine I live in upstate New York and um and yeah and we were just kind of talking about it and she was telling me a a few a few things about how she did feel parentified and I was just kind of like oh my like I didn't I didn't realize that I always thought that I was the one that was parentified but it was it was just very interesting seeing like oh no like you were you were too just I think in different ways kind of different ways you know so um so yeah that was um but yeah, so my older sister, she ended up um, also getting charged with a felony, not convicted, but she embezzled money from her sorority, like close to twenty thousand dollars in college. Um, so, so yeah, she's just she she had a struggle, and she's doing so much better. I'm so proud of her. Um, you know, she just she's really turned it around. And um, but I do think that she could keep working on just like boundaries with my mom because i think thanksgiving was kind of bad for her because you know she came home and my mom immediately is just like you know you remind me of your father and you weren't helping and you were being antisocial and like that and um, and my older sister is just like i i just i just wanted to go home like why would and the thing was my mom was kind of like why aren't you staying why aren't you staying for the whole weekend and
1: like, why the fuck
0: would I, stay? Like, why, why would I stay why would you want me to stay if you're saying these bad things about me so um yeah and I just I it was it was nice to be able to just like talk with her openly about that instead of just kind of like oh everything's fine everything's great you know um so whereas my little sister she I don't think is quite at the point to like talk about things like that yeah and she's. She's closer to my mom than I would say my older sister and I are. And it might just be because she was kind of like the baby and she was. Um, so
1: she's five, you said five yeah. years younger
0: than you? Five, I mean, yeah. So it's yeah, to gap there. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: huh. but yeah, then, it's, it's, been, it's been good for my older sister
1: and I to kind of connect on that, I think. And then talk about like all the stuff that's been coming up with your mom and i know like wedding stuff brought that up or just whatever you want to share as far as that relationship yeah
0: yeah so um well for for my wedding i like i
1: really honestly just wanted to like elope
0: and just not do anything but my husband wanted to do something so we kind of compromised and we had about about 40 people um and we booked it through this place that basically set everything up for you they did the meal they did the had a person to did the cake, the flat, like everything. I didn't have to like, decide. Anything. The it was great. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> because I don't, I don't care about that stuff. It, it, and no offense at all to people who like to plan weddings and like that kind of stuff. But just not me and my husband didn't care either. So um, but my mother would just be like, constantly just like, you know, what do you need? Like, what can I do to help that you know? Um, and I, I try to kind of set boundaries like she um wanted to pay for like all of it pretty much and i was like how about you can buy my wedding dress and that's that's it that's good you know so i thought that that would be the end of that i allowed her to do that wasn't enough um two days before the wedding she insisted to come over she needed to come over to give me something so she comes over and gives me this huge check um which I was incredibly uncomfortable with, and um, I didn't actually open it when she was there because she wanted me to open it when my husband was there, and so we opened it later that night. And I was just like, I'm not going to mention this. Like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this during the wedding or before the wedding. I just want to like get through this and enjoy it, and then we can revisit this. So, you know, a few weeks later, she's finally like, Well, can we talk about the check? And so, um. I pretty much, I I try to be like, I appreciate this very much, but I do not want this. You've been complaining about not being able to retire for years. I literally would like pay for things when I was a kid. Like I remember our furnace broke and I had to like pay for our furnace and she's like, oh, we've been saving your father and I saved this money, you know, since you were a child. And it's like, okay. (laughs) And um, yeah, I just, I, kept saying, like, I I appreciate it, but I don't, I don't want it, you know, and I kind of, that was why I didn't want her involved in the wedding at all. I just didn't, I, I didn't want to feel like I owed her anything Mm -hmm. and that she had control over anything. I just wanted it to be my own thing. And then, and then she tried to spin it basically that like, oh, well, but this isn't for the wedding. And it's like, well, then what is it for? Like, are you giving this to my (laughs) sisters too? Like what, you know? I don't know. It was, um, and honestly, like it's still an ongoing thing. I tried to negotiate and say, like, okay, like I'll take a a very small portion of it, and I would like you to have the rest so that you have something to fall back on for your retirement. And she just tried to spin it of, like, oh well, so like, are you just not going to take any money when I die? And you know, it's just ends up just kind of making things dramatic about it. And she can't, she can't just accept boundaries that I that I put, it's 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 really difficult. And um, Yeah, it's such a fucking power play. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and she's she's always kind of done that. She's always tried to make herself kind of into like a martyr and just be like, oh look what I do for you and look what I've done for you. And which and she has she has done a lot for us. Like don't get me wrong. But it's also I think she has a hard time she has a hard time recognizing that we're our own people and that we can do things on our own now because
1: that she doesn't have the control over us. Um, so that's, yeah. Is, well, also, too, I wonder, like, is part of her identity wrapped up in that? Like, does yes. she have much of a sense of self? Yeah.
0: Yes, so. that, That too. And it's just, like, I think her sense of self has just been, like, I'm
1: a I'm a mother. I'm a
0: single mother. I've done everything for my children. You know,
1: that type of thing. So
0: Did she um, ever date
1: much after your dad?
0: <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Yeah, <laughs> All right, so... Growing up, my sisters and I always heard from my mother. Um, she would tell us this funny story that was a lesson about, like, be careful about men that you date. Yeah, so, my mom had
1: one, his name was George, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah, so this story was about her college boyfriend who, you know, they were very much in love and they she thought they were gonna get married and he cheated on her with this woman who, he got pregnant. She had an abortion. He continued to cheat on my mom when he got her pregnant again. They decided to keep the baby. So he goes to my mother and says, um, she's a witch and she performed witchcraft on me. So I'm, I'm no longer in love with you and I'm leaving you for her.
1: (laughs) I hate when that happens. So,
0: Fast forward
1: however many years later
0: to, you know, a month after my dad dies, um, guess who's back in the picture? (laughs) and has been ever since so yeah she's been with this guy for the last 15 years
1: do they live together
0: they don't they live on opposite sides of the state so they live about like three and a half hours away from each other so um it's you know and honestly like it works out because my mom kind of likes to do her own thing too so but yeah they've been (laughs) been together what do you think about him (laughs) uh I mean, when they first started dating, I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. Like, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, "Whatever." Like, it's you know, if if he makes you happy now, that's fine. It was just, it was just so confusing as like a teenager because it was like, you literally told us about this guy saying like, "Don't trust men" type of thing, and then now you're spinning it to, "Oh, but people can change." So,
1: yeah, I don't know. It was just. <laughs> but what happened to the witch the witch yeah
0: (laughs) they they had gotten divorced or were in the pro i think they were actually in the process of getting divorced actually i don't think they were even officially divorced
1: so the timing was
0: was odd it's like they have a child
1: together right they have
0: three children
1: together yeah 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 Yeah. so (laughs) he has three three half witch children yeah yeah three half witches Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um anything else that you want to share as far as like I mean I think you've shared a bunch of them but ways in which you've seen yourself grown or grow or change or heal or ways that you handle things differently I mean I think the example with your mom is huge
0: yeah I think just trying to be more more open about how I'm feeling and that's honestly been huge with my husband and I just I appreciate him so much because he's always just been very much open and just like we're a team like we're gonna we should talk about things like let me know how you're feeling and and there's certain things that he does too that he 100 percent doesn't like realize that he's doing like for example he um he's um ukrainian actually he's um so he was born in ukraine and then he actually immigrated to spain when he was 10. And then to the U.S. when he was like in his 20s. So he's just kind of been like with his family, just like through kind of those traumatic moves. And so he's very, very, very close to his family. And so I remember I was um, I was just I had had a really bad day at my last job. And I was just like complaining to him um, and his mom calls and he just immediately picks up the phone and immediately starts talking to her. And it wasn't like just like, oh, like,
1: um hi come R. over yeah, this yeah.
0: weekend type of thing? It wasn't a quick call. It was like it got into um, this, you know. And I was just kind of like, dude, like, <laughs> you you gotta like, you know, set limits a little bit or say like, can I call you back if it's not important? He just, he just had no clue that that would have been a thing for me, but also I would never have said anything if this had happened like, you know, a couple years ago. So I, I think that that's just huge. The fact that, that I feel huge. comfortable enough to like, say something be like, no, he, yeah, yeah. So, but, but yeah, he's. He's fantastic and he just um yeah he he helps me he helps me be able to explain my feelings and which is which is big because i just kept them down for so long that it's it's nice to feel safe to do that and,
1: okay. yeah yeah um okay so what are three things that you like about yourself um i think i have a pretty good morality I guess
0: you could say like there's there's certain things like in nursing for example that I try to really stand up for for the for the patients um I think we had mentioned before you started recording that like during COVID mm-hmm. for example there we had to put patients on like it's called ACMO so it's basically full-blown life support and so um just there's things with that that i would kind of speak up about because there's just um sometimes it's yeah. futile and we just need to be honest with, with families i just you know i just don't feel that it's right to prolong someone's suffering i guess so that's that's been a part of at least like my nursing career that i i pride myself in um so yeah there's that i think that i um i think i'm a good friend um i've kind of kept my my college friends close um you know for the past 10 years or however long it's it's been um and um i think that i have a good sense of humor overall i don't you
1: know i try not to take things too seriously and like to have fun and, and laugh and yeah of course you do or you want to be part of this community exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay hope or dream for the future um
0: I honestly like it. just sounds kind of vague, but I just kind of want to continue this, this journey, you know, and, and I think now that I have switched jobs, because I, I was in this nurse educator job where I was just working too hard and commuting too long. And now that I'm back to just kind of being a, a bedside nurse, um, where, you know, my shift starts, my shift ends, like that's the time, you know, I just I have so much more time back. So I'm just really looking forward to just like being able to explore this a little bit more and just kind of get back to doing things for, for myself, I guess. Yeah. What
1: you holding on to? Just let it all go. What's making you small now?
2: It's a